Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. Earth to our listeners, this is Masters of the Cinematic Universe. I'm Joe, and with me today are my really, really, really ridiculously good-looking co-hosts, Doug and Eric. Very true. Goes without saying. Truer words have not been spoken. That's, that's honestly, you, I, like, I am the ugly fucking fucking swan on this show. Oh, no, you're not, Joe. <laughs> no, compared to you two, I, I am the ugly one. <laughs> Compared to you two, you that's know, funny. I, that, you, that actually I am the really biggest, good. but I'm the ugliest. Wow. That, I'm fine with that. You, you fucking shot my ego in an orbit, Joe. Yeah, Jeez. <laughs> I'm riding well, high. Because, see, I did, I've always done well, but it's it's been my personality <laughs> written on, so I feel good. Anyway. I'm just, I just coast on my size. <laughs> I'm a big motherfucker. That's BD, right? Yep, that BD. Maybe I'm finally understanding it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. So how's everybody so, doing? Ah, good. What's what's up? What's up with you? Eric, are you are done, done with the right? you done with yeah. the COVID? Uh yeah, it was rough, man. I, I wrote it out uh for a while there. Uh, things got a little dicey. Uh stayed in my room for a long time, ate a bunch of pizza, drank a lot of water. You and here we are. Yeah. My hat's now backwards instead of forward, so there's <laughs> yeah. been some significant changes, yeah. Yeah. I know who uh, who gave it to you. I'm Ooh. Lur from Planet Omicron Percy I eight. Oh, <laughs> from Futurama. Wow. You yes. know. He's from Omicron. He's an Omicronian. Is that true? Right. Yeah. That is true. 
That reference he, is totally lost on me, man. It's from Futurama. He's the alien who always invades Earth. The big green guy with horns on his head. Yeah. Oh, well. I know him, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's invading my what, ass. And that's how he always... He always announces how he always walks in and goes, I am Lur from the planet Omicron Percy I-8. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> this really tells me that I just need to watch this show. Futurama is an amazing show. Yeah. You throw a lot of Futurama references it. out there. I, uh, I do start dig with it. The, start with the episode Jurassic Park. No, do not. See, even I know not to do that. Just exactly. pop Thank culturally. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that um, is, hold on, that is the most emotional cartoon episode you will ever watch though. Yep. Oof. I agree. Can't do it. If you, you know cry, me, dude. I'm soft. You'll cry for a week after watching that. I yeah. will. I I listen. I did. I did. <laughs> it was, and it's you and me so sad. Cut from the same cloth. So, yeah, man. Yeah. You got to be yep. careful I, the stuff you throw my way. I cried at yeah. it, and I'm a sociopath. That's true. <laughs> wow, I've never heard you've been summed up so perfectly before. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next T-shirt. A picture of Joe's face that says, "I cried at it, and I'm a sociopath." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everything's better when you party naked. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Shit happens when you party naked. Shit happens when you party naked. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, kid. <laughs> Are you fucking with me? <laughs> so good. So that's, good. That's some of the best. Anyway, that's some of the best dialogue in the movie. Just the interaction between those two. Billy Bob's reaction, Willie's reaction to the kid. We're talking about bad Santa. Yeah. Last episode. I'm just, I'm His reaction to the kid's movie. questions. Like, yeah. What, what are you fucking with me kid <laughs> anyway. but uh no as, as far as what's new with me man uh the holidays are done so what what i now have is a surplus of unsold art so if you're <laughs> interested in that kind of thing go see my website art of buy something oh, yeah. shoot me an email first because i'll give it to you for cheaper than what's on the site let's do that let's move yep. some stuff cool. this is this is the uh like the Christmas trees with all the pine needles have fallen off, you know, half off. <laughs> Let's do that. And if you want to get get some Masters of the Cinematic Universe gear, you can go to uh, artivericpabone.threadless.com. That is correct. Yes, that yeah. is correct. And hopefully, some more fun stuff coming soon there. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we always maybe talk some, about the Patreon, surprise. but that also helps the show. Any of the merchandise you buy, I mean, you know, Eric's got such great stuff. The art is remarkable. I'm going to be hitting you up, bud, because I got I got room on the wall now now that i hung on my starting <laughs> finally got him up on the wall if you guys buy this more, eric so. might want to make more of it <laughs> yeah exactly listen exactly. if you buy a 20 dollars shirt i see like a dollar 25 of that man hey, so yeah you know but he every, feels like he accomplished something yeah yeah every exactly. little bit it does purpose. it does <laughs> i have a purpose now and it's to beat up skateboard kids right yeah so yeah i mean for me what's new same thing holidays are over they were fun a lot of family time was in yep. New Hampshire, was in New York. Um, yeah, food, that goes without saying. Uh, but, yes, I love food, <laughs> I, speak, I spent the week in Orlando. I hung out with Eric. I probably got COVID. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, how that goes. Um, yeah, so it's all we cool. We touch tips. <laughs> what do the kids call it, Joe? <laughs> Docking. Docking. <laughs> it's my one fucking Marvel joke. <laughs> Can I keep using it? Uh, it's a good one, though. At least. <clears throat> oh yeah, come on, man! It's Deadpool, baby. You know, I'm not I'm not saying you're a hundred percent a dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm an asshole, but I'm not a hundred percent a dick. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's a thing about dicks and, and pussies. What? Hmm? It's it's a famous speech from the movie Team America, the dicks and pussy speech. 
All right. Well, you we can't never call it a famous that. speech if, if two out of three of us haven't heard of it. Hold on. Right. We're Americans. We're dicks. And the film actors We're not going to do that, are we? I'm doing it right now. No, why are you going to do that now? There's and nothing to do with pussies what don't about. like dicks because dicks fuck pussies. But Kim Jong-il is an asshole. And dicks can also fuck assholes. And if you don't let these dicks fuck those assholes, we're going to have our dicks and pussies all covered in shit. Oh, God. And, and lady, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> welcome to Just Surprise Me. <laughs> where three guys talk about random bullshit now, for an hour. I didn't do any justice to the speech that he does in the movie because it's fucking like... When he's giving it, it's so passionate, and the music playing behind it yes, is amazing. Yes, the, the marionette sure. puppet is extremely passionate. I'm telling you, if you can never see seen his it, emotion, it, <laughs> you can feel it. If you just close your eyes and listen to it, it is the best thing ever. That's it's, another one that probably hasn't aged well. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like it no. aged about Durka, as well Durka, as the Durka. movie we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this movie hasn't aged very well either. Believe it or not. No, it hasn't. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, this really, really ridiculously ridiculous movie. <laughs> yeah. um, we're doing Zoolander today. It's a, a movie about male models um, in the male modeling world. Uh, this is a came out in two thousand one in September. Oh, please, <laughs> please, Joe, don't make a that, joke here. Don't that do wasn't it. the best time to drop a movie. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, Restrain yourself. <laughs> directed by Ben Stiller uh, from Paramount Pictures and Roadshow Entertainment. Um, I will do this, though. My entire first page of my notes is just cast and cameos in this movie. I want to go through this list of people that are in this fucking movie. So we do have Ben Stiller as Derek Zoolander and Owen Wilson as Hansel. Those are our main two uh, protagonists in this movie. Uh, we have Ben Stiller's wife, not at the time, but after this movie, uh, Christine Taylor playing Matilda Jeffries. We have Will Ferrell playing Mugatu, <laughs> fashion designer. Um, I'm going to have some trivia about that a little later also. Uh, Mila Jovovich, not looking for a multi-pass this time, uh, nope. playing Katinka. Um, I'm going to say the rest of her name later because it's in my notes. Uh, we have Ben Stiller's father, Jerry Stiller, playing Maury Balstein. Uh, David David Duchovny, J.P. Pruitt, John Voight, Larry Zoolander, <clears throat> Judah Friedlander, Scrappy Zoolander, Vince Vaughn, Luke Zoolander, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, yeah. playing one of the roommates. That was um, pretty much his first American movie. Yeah, because he was in he was in a few Swedish, you know, movies and TV shows before that, but this was his first uh, American movie. Yep. And then Nathan Lee Graham playing Todd. Now that's the majority of the like cast that have names. The rest of these are all just cameos. Christian Slater, Tom Ford, Cuba Gooding Jr., Tommy Hilfiger, Natalie Portman, Fabio, Lenny Kravitz, Gwen Stefani, Heidi Klum, Mark Ronson, Paris Hilton, David Bowie, Tyson Beckford, Fred Durst, Lance Bass, Little Kim, Gary Shandling, Claudia Schiffer, Veronica Webb, Lucas Haas, Justin Thoreau, Andy Dick, Jennifer Coolidge, James Marsden, Patton Oswalt, Victoria Beckham, all the members of the band Guar, Ballsack the Jaws of Death, Flatus Maximus, Beefcake the Mighty, and Silmenstra Hyman, not to mention Gavin Rosdale, Donald Trump, Melania Trump, Winona Ryder, Donatella Versace, and Billy motherfucking Zane. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. God damn, that's a lot of fucking people in this movie. And at least half of those are uncredited. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. They're not even credited because they ran out of room, I think. When I started looking through the IMDb list, and I saw the fucking members of the fucking band, Guar. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? There's also more. The bass player from System of a Down's in the movie. The drummer from No Doubt's in the movie. Um, and there's like a couple other ones that I don't, I just don't remember what their actual real names are. But they're just like, there's so many fucking celebrities in this movie. Yep, yep. Um, which just goes to show you. Oh, and I'm fucking uh, Ben Stiller's mom's also in the movie. And and uh, and Mira. And Mira, she's in the yep. movie also. Yeah. yeah. So and his brother-in-law's in the movie also at the very fucking end. So like his whole family is in this fucking movie. And he, excuse me, folks. <laughs> I told these guys I had to eat, and I was going to mute it, but I have. Pizza no. in my mouth. I'm very so sorry. this is it's nepotism, a, the movie. Been a long day, but what I was going to bring up to is besides his family, Ben Stiller is a very um, Adam Sandler like dude who is very loyal to the people yes. that he grew up with. They're all he's in the whether same they're movies. comedians or, or writers like him, uh, you know, friends of his family, whatever. And a lot of them are in this movie that you you will see if you look at the cast list. They were in some capacity in Tropic Thunder. In Dodgeball and Walter Mitty, yep. So every fucking he takes care. Like the he Fockers, takes care of his friends. Parents, exactly. Um, uh, all well, not always saying uh, something about Mary. Uh, right, exactly. He takes every care of his fucking family. Ben Stiller movie. Like are the same so, people. Yeah. yeah, you know that says a lot about a person. You know, it really does. I'm sure so. he's a good guy. I just uh, I cannot hide my disdain for this film. I'm I'm going to be <laughs> at odds with you, Joe. It's and also I, funny how like. He plays like um, a washed-up male model in this movie. He plays a washed-up actor in Tropic Thunder. He plays a washed-up camp, camp counselor in Heavyweights. He plays a washed-up right. fitness owner in Dodgeball. Yeah, he's really yeah. good at playing wa- or plays a washed-up boyfriend and meet the parents. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean he's self he's self-deprecating. There's no question yeah. about that. Um, and I, I mentioned this off-air. You know, I know we want to dive in, but this movie—it's it, so funny how much. How cinematically this movie parallels Dodgeball. There's a lot of the same, yeah, like styles well, of shots. Thunder, Tropic and, Thunder also, exactly, and everything. Um, and he does that on purpose. You know, he's not just lazy. He's, he does it on purpose because it yeah. kind of works um, in this style of movie. So, yep. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get started off with the clip. There's, I'm just giving you guys a heads up. There's gonna yeah. be a lot of fucking clips tonight. Yes. Um, actually, not a lot of them. There's just a couple of really fucking long ones. Right. <laughs> Well, I but, mean, it's partly because it conveys the, better, but it's yeah. also because some of the stuff Joe don't we don't want to say because <laughs> it ain't right anymore. No, it was it's never. Not cool. It was never right, but yeah. now it's not right and not accepted. I like my so. brothers to be the actual brothers, like you know, real brothers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, all right, let's do it. All right, so we're gonna introduce here with uh, Mugatu sitting in front of a council of shadowy figures. There is an almost overwhelming sense of euphoria. 
as the newly elected Prime Minister has given this impoverished nation the gift of hope, promising to raise the substandard minimum wage and end child labour once and for all. Already considered a living saint, he has become this small country's greatest hope for a thriving future in the new millennium. How could you let this happen? I have negotiated my butt off, Giorgio. I've tried bribes, I've tried gifts. I even sent him some pet oxen. I mean, they love that crap in Malaysia. But he won't budge. Listen, 50% of my inventory is manufactured in sweatshops on the Malaysian border. Something has got to be done. If Malaysia goes, what is next? My entire panty line is made in Vietnam. We'll all go bankrupt within a year. The Malaysian must be eliminated, Mugatu. What? No, I don't have time for this. Perhaps you'd rather go back to churning out novelty neckties and hacking sack. But my new fall line is almost due. And I trust you would like to live to see your spring line as well. The Malaysian Prime Minister visits New York in 14 days. Do it then. 14 days? That's fashion week. It's impossible. I have a show. It's perfect. Invite him to be your guest of honor. That's not enough time. It takes months to recruit and train an operative. What about Fabio? Hmm? Too smart. This is a rush job. He's got to be extremely dim-witted. You know the profile, Jacobim? A beautiful, self-absorbed simpleton who can be manipulated and molded like Jello. Or cookie dough. Play-doh. Any kind of dough. The point is, we need an empty vessel. A shallow, dumb, vacuous monologue. When he's finished, we dispose of him. But who? I mean, where in all of God's green goodness am I going to find someone that beast-headed? So we get our setup, basically, for what this entire movie is about. Oh, God, Joe. There's a weird, shadowy council of fashion designers who have their products made by children in sweatshops in other countries... And the prime minister of Malaysia is trying to basically end child labor. And they're like fighting to keep child labor because that's it's makes the money, makes the money. So they got Mugatu in there. Who's I guess he's the person right now who's at the bottom. He's the bottom bitch, basically, which is Will Ferrell. Um, Now, a couple bits of trivia. Will Ferrell wasn't originally supposed to play this role. Andy Dick was. But Mm. uh, that would have made it. Sometimes worse. I know, but uh, Andy Dick was working on the movie Go Fish at the time. Um, however, Andy Dick is in the movie later. He plays the masseuse uh, Olga that we run into. Um, that's Andy Dick playing that masseuse lady. Um, now, the name uh, Mugatu was named after a horned gorilla from Star Trek called Mugato. That's where that's where the name came from. Um. And that hair is actually Will Ferrell's real hair styled up. He bleached it blonde and styled it up. It's not a wig. Um, he that actually did commits, have, man. He, he did commits. have to wear a wig, though, for Saturday Night Live at the same time of his normal hair because his hair was triple bleached. <laughs> <laughs> so if you watch Saturday Night Live episodes from this, when this movie was being made, you'll uh-huh. see him have a wig on in Saturday Night Live. That's cool. Um, the, like, do- the dog, however, did wear a wig. I like Will Ferrell yes. a lot, you know, yeah. in small doses, but... I gotta be honest with you. It sounds like he's reading these lines off of the back of a napkin. Like, yeah, the, the performances in this movie make me mad. Like, legitimately <laughs> angry. <laughs> I, I get see, it. 
Uh, but, like, they're just playing these stupid fucking idiots. That's what... I, like, I think he's playing it well because he's playing it like how these people would act. I, like, I, I, oh my I'll God, grant you I some of that. It. It's fashion week. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll allow. I'll listen. I'm going to be as open minded as I can be, but I'm yeah. telling you right oh, now. No, I'm not arguing that this is a good movie. I'm just saying I think Will Ferrell did a good job. Out of all the people in the movie, I think Will Ferrell did probably the best job of everybody. I'd argue that Jerry Stiller saved this movie for oh, me. Oh, you're right. Yes. Jerry Stiller did the best job. <laughs> Absolutely, he did. But I mean, he was. Like, you know, he was Costanza, but he, yeah, he was still great. You know, yeah. Um, so we got that whole setup there. That's kind of what's going on in this movie. They want to kill the prime minister of Malaysia because apparently, if you kill him, no one else is going to try to like, you know, get into child labor. Like that's that's where it ends at. That's the you know he's the only person in the entire world trying to end child labor. Yeah, exactly. So kill him. He, problem solved. He's he's called the prime minister of about four other countries yeah micronesia <laughs> more you know more often than he's actually called claymation, prime minister. Yeah, the claymation, <laughs> claymation. that that made me laugh out loud i know we haven't gotten to it yet but that made me laugh out loud when he said that that was fucking funny yeah. i'll give you that yeah. one too that's pretty cool. i like what she's like we can mold him like clay mold him like, yeah. mold him like anything who the fuck cares I know. any kind of dough yeah, any kind of dough yeah um so. So as soon as he does drops the line of who can we find that that's stupid, we instantly get um, Derek Zoolander doing a photo shoot. Um, <laughs> and at the same time he's doing this photo shoot, he's doing an interview with Matilda. She works for Time Magazine. Um, Derek talks about, you know, how hard it is to be really ridiculously good looking. Um, and then we get introduced to his looks, uh, which are Blue Steel, Ferrari, La Tigre that he uses for <laughs> footwear sometimes. <laughs> Uh-huh. And in the upcoming Magnum that isn't perfected yet. Yeah. Um, a little behind the scenes in this, uh, the the blue stick steel look evolved because Christine Taylor used to make fun of Ben Stiller about the way he would comb his, his hair in front of the mirror in real life. And that's where he got that look from. <laughs> that um, is funny. Also, uh, the names of the three looks he has, the La Tigra, Ferrari, and Blue Steel, and Mag- actually, not Ferrari, but the Blue Steel one in Magnum, are the names of the sim server banks in the Second Life uh, video game. <laughs> um, so next we're going to have like another little uh, clip here, but this like introduces a lot of what's going on. Um, this, this, this was actually filmed during the VH1 uh, Vogue Fashion Awards in 2000 at Madison uh, Square Garden Theater. Um, there were a lot of people in this scene that this is where the majority of the cameos in this movie come from this one scene um but they all talk so it's kind of cool um the person who throws the egg at mugatu is ben stiller's mom amira yep. also all right so i'm gonna go ahead and roll this and uh doug eat your pizza thank you <laughs> well i guess the look i'm best known for is blue steel what's that look like it's impressive and then there's ferrari and the Tigra. The Tigra's a lot softer. It's a little bit uh, more of a catalog look. I use it for footwear sometimes. Can I see that? Look, without Derek Zoolander, male modeling wouldn't be what it is today. He is a fashion icon. So do you spend a lot of time working on these looks, thinking about them? Oh, sure. I've been working on Magnum for at least the last eight or nine years. 
Magnum. That's intriguing. Can I see that? Are you kidding? I shouldn't even be talking about it. It's nowhere near ready. It's almost like there's a light around him. He exudes beauty. I think about Derek every time I design a collection. Uh, Derek, I don't know if you're familiar with the belief that some Aboriginal tribes hold. It's the concept that a photo might steal a part of your soul. I mean, what are your thoughts on that as someone gets his picture taken for a living? That blue steel look he does. Oh my gosh, the style and the hair. You know, it's almost like the new afro for the white man, but it's beautiful. Well, I guess I would have to answer your question with another question. How many Aboriginals do you see modeling? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fashion industry's biggest night, the VH1 Fashion Awards. There he is, three-time male model of the year, Derek Zoolander. He's like music. Proud owner of Blue Steel, the look that made him the legend he is today. He's almost too good-looking. Hey, Paco! That would be my, my main deterrent in, you know, considering a relationship. And that's who Derek Zoolander is defending his title against tonight. Cancel. Rookie sensation who has burned his way into the eye sockets of the fashion world and left them clawing their faces for more. Oh, you hate to see something like that at an event like this. Ugly protesters bothering beautiful people. There's no denying Jacobi Mugatu has been accused of exploiting cheap Malaysian workers to make his and most of the garment industry's clothes. Derek! Derek! Hey, Steve. How you doing? You're going for your fourth straight Male Model of the Year award tonight. Come on, are you nervous? Well, there are a couple of little butterflies in my basket, but uh, I think I'm doing okay. We also hear you're working on a new look. Can you tell us about it? Actually, I can't, Steve, because it's not yet perfected. But I can can't tell you that it's called Magnum. Shaw, and, uh, baby, Shaw! Whoa, and if I tell you anything else, this guy's gonna kill me. Get that right. How you doing, Stephen? Maury Ballstein, Balls Models. Man who needs no introduction. Maury, you've handled every important male model for the last 30 years. Derek's chances tonight. Let me tell you something. Nobody can touch Derek. Nobody! I gotta get inside. I'm schmitzing like a schmuggler with all these lights. You should cast. about Hansel? Uh, not as much as I'm worried about Gretel. Hey, put that Hansel and Gretel line in your article. I want people to know how funny I can be. Oh, believe me, they'll know. It hits newsstands tomorrow. Excuse me, Mr. Mugatu. Mr. Mugatu, Matilda Jeffries, Time Magazine. Any comment on Prime Minister Hassan's wage increases for Malaysian garment workers? No, he has no comment. Why don't you let him speak for himself? Isn't it true you'd like to see the Prime Minister out of power so he can continue exploiting cheap Malaysian labor? Hey, Mugatu! Screw you and your little dog, too. Look out, you got an egg. Oh! 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 Yes. Yes. All right, so sorry about the length of that clip, but uh, I accept your apology. It, it, it needed to happen. There was a lot going on in there. We get, you know, everyone talking about how great Zoolander is and how they're so fucking awesome, how terrible Mugatu is. We get introduced to Hansel, the opposition. Um, who comes out and does his, his all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, time-wise, where was this in, in uh, 
to uh, um, what's his face McConaughey saying that. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I'm not sure when he first said. That. No, he's no. Days and Confused was out before this. Way before, yeah. Oh, okay. So it was Days and I can't remember if that was what it's from. Originally. Yeah, that was in Days and Days and Confused. Okay, yeah, I'll cool. say Owen Wilson doing an impression of Matthew McConaughey is like the world's worst inception. Like, yeah, large. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, and the one thing that made me laugh in that whole clip when I saw it was when he's talking about the Aboriginals and he calls yeah. them Abidigitals. Abidigitals. It's kind of uh, funny, but. Do we have a wow count for this movie? A wow. Wow. Yeah, this is where it came from. Like, this is where that meme was born. It was, just, it was yeah. from this movie. You know? um, so we, we get just, I mean, just everybody basically, like, talking about how great these people are. Um, even though, of course, we know they're actually not. Also, I like the uh, fucking Amir. You're in your little dog, too. I know, right? That's a great line. Well, hey, um, I just got to gotta j- just drop a little... A little something. Um, I met Tom, uh, Tommy Hilfiger's in that clip. I met him. Yes. <laughs> I shook his no hand. No racist. Yeah. Well, he wasn't racist with me. He, <laughs> no, this, this is a hundred percent accurate. Um, he got mad, and there was an interview where he said he was mad that black people were wearing his clothes that he didn't design them for black people to wear. Oof. Oh yeah, I do remember that. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, so that's when uh, what's his name started Fubu. Uh, Damon Arnett, or Damon, he's the guy from Shark Tank. The, yeah, the, I don't remember his name, but yeah, yep. I think it's Damon something. It is. Um, so that whole leads up. That's the whole. That whole scene is basically a red carpet walking of all the celebrities coming into the the yeah. award show. Um, we see Lenny Kravitz hosting the award show, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, <laughs> during the award show, I love the first person that we see is Fabio, and he's accepting. The award for best actor slash model, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah. And I just really, I really appreciate you guys have noticed that about me. Um, and I didn't get hit with a bird in the face at Bush Gardens or in Tampa. Oh, right. Yeah, that was right after that roller coaster thing. Uh, that's just funny. Um, while this is happening, we get Mugatu whisper, whispering into Mori's ear about the plan to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. Um and, you know, Maury's not, like, fully, like, receptive to, like, sending Zoolander. That's, like, his son out there. You know, he doesn't – I mean, it's funny because he is his son. But yeah. <laughs> he's also like his son. His delivery is so fantastic, man. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I know Doug, it is Costanza, like, Doug's right. It's the yeah, same yeah. energy. But when they ask him about uh, Zoolander and he caps off his sentence with, Nobody can touch him! Nobody! Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so perfect, man. Yeah. Um. I did. I did get the the little bit of pee pee drop in there for you later, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You'll appreciate that at least. <laughs> um, and uh, we get Lenny Kravitz on stage. Um, well, basically, Mugato talks Mori into it. He's like, basically, we have to do it. Or it's going to hurt everybody. Um, and the uh, next category that comes up is male model of the year. And I'm going to let him introduce you to our two uh, uh, heroes in this movie. Here are the nominees for Male Model of the Year. Young, hot, brash. With more covers in his first year than any rookie model ever. And an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. I hear a lot of words like beauty and handsomeness and incredibly chiseled features. To me, that's like a vanity, that uh, self-absorption that I try to steer clear of. 
I dig the bungee. I mean, for me, it's just the way I live my life. I grip it and I rip it. I live with a lot of flair. I live it on the edge where I gotta be. I wasn't like every other kid, you know, who dreams about being an astronaut. I was always more interested in uh, what bark was made out of on a tree. <laughs> Richard Gere's a real hero of mine. Sting. Sting would be another person who's a hero. The music that he's created over the years, I don't really listen to it. But the fact that he's making it, I respect that. I care desperately about what I do. Do I know what product I'm selling? No. Do I know what I'm doing today? No. But I'm here, and I'm going to give it my best shot. Yes. Over the past decade, male modeling has had a shadow cast over it by one man and five syllables. Dare it to Modeling to me isn't just about being good looking or having a lot of fun and being really, really good looking. The calendar was great because it gave people a chance to see a side of my versatility. The original Greek word model means misshapen ball of clay, and I try to think about that every time I get in front of the camera. Three time male model of the year, Derek Zoolander. And the award goes to. Hansel. So. We get introduced to the two, you know, models in this movie that are competing to win male model of the year. Derek Zoolander played by Stiller and Hansel played by Owen Wilson. And um Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, what's really funny is uh the Owen Wilson parts of that was all like he it was there was none of that was scripted what he what he said. He was the whole thing about sting and everything, that was just him talking. <laughs> that is good. Um, ben Stiller wrote the part of Hansel specifically for Owen Wilson and said no one else is even considered for this role. Like when he wrote that role, he had him in mind. Um, and Owen Wilson at the time was also filming behind enemy lines. So he had to wear a wig for this entire movie because <laughs> he had to keep his hair short for the role in, in that movie. Yep. Um, now Hansel ends up winning, but Derek, completely oblivious to everything, walks up on stage and accepts the award, um, only to like realize when Lenny Kravitz points at the screen, like around there, like that he didn't win. Um, at which point, like everyone just laughs. Um, and this is when Mugatu leans into Maury and says, "You know he's perfect. He's the guy we got to get." <laughs> and Maury goes, "You're right. We got to do it." I don't know why I didn't, went to a Pacino, but <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great ass. He's got a great ass, and your head's so far up it. <laughs> um, so Derek stumbles outside, kind of like completely just shocked, doesn't know what's going on. Looks at his reflection in the puddle and asks, "Who am I?" His uh, reflection doesn't know. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. Um, Hansel scoots by because he's riding a scooter ever in this movie. Also, he does a lot of yo-yo tricks, which were done by the the uh, yo-yo world champion uh, Steve Brown. <laughs> oh my god, that makes Joe. sense. <laughs> I told you, I got, I got my trivia down here. Um, uh, Hansel scoots by as he's asking, "Who am I?" And the shadow says, "You know, he goes, there's nothing left to ponder. The results are in, homie." <laughs> uh, 
So Derek starts doing this walk of shame uh, through Times Square, and he sees his billboard being covered up by a Hansel Male Model of the Year billboard. Um, then he sees a video on another screen of himself confused accepting this award that he didn't actually win. Um, and he uh, does some walking. He gets home to this apartment that um, he walks into, and he as he walks in, he sees a banner about congratulations, um, and then they cross it out and, like, where it said four-time winner, they just wrote a number three next to it. It's kind of it's kind of sad. Uh, there was there was a uh, cake and everything there also. Um, for some reason, they have this like giant spoon that they look into that does like a funhouse mirror effect. Yeah, I, it made no sense to me. I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't really understand this. What the um, well, I I can then, dig deep into the mythology of this movie. If you remember, he said he was inspired to become a model when he was a child because he caught a reflection of himself in his spoon, oh, shit, and he God. thought, "There you go." Yeah, and he thought to himself. And Eric says he didn't like this movie. I love this is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> he thought to himself, like, I knew you know, it. Yeah, I knew it. So that's why now in his his apartment he pays tribute to that moment of inspiration with a giant comical spoon i don't listen man i didn't write the script that's pretty good could use the punch up i'm proud of you (laughs) um so he gets into these beds that um remind me of the beds from the venture brothers that the brothers would sleep in (laughs) because they they like meet at the corner in their bunk beds um and then the next morning uh we see them wake up in the apartment, and he's there with his roommates, who are other male models for Balls Modeling. Um, and the other models are just talking shit about Hansel, um, which is Alexander Skarsgård. And I didn't write the names of the other guys down because they they weren't as well known. Um, but they, they get into this weird, like, Earth 2 showdown with, like, Earth to Brent, Earth to Mikus. Earth to this and like I don't think you really understood that I was being sarcastic. Oh, I understood Earth and like and eventually yeah. uh eventually Zoolander interrupts him with an Earth to both of them that uh there's more to life than all this and we get this kind of like this the uh, this little sort of inspiring speech, which is only about forty seconds long, so I'm gonna play that one for you guys right here. Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? I mean, maybe we should be doing something more meaningful with our lives. Like helping people. Uh, Derek, what people? I don't know. People who need help. Models help people. They make them feel good about themselves. They also show them how to dress cool and wear their hair in interesting ways? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess so. Know what could really help you sort through these important issues? What? Orange mocha frappuccino! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Come on, man! Come on! <laughs> I don't know why that song is so cheesy, but I fucking love it every time I hear it. Well, that song definitely works within the context of that movie. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> this is what they would be listening to. Um, so, Derek's thinking about, like, you know, he, he's he's soul searching now because he didn't win the award so like he's not just like on top of like his normal like his life something's changed for him he's got to try to find something else um now what's funny is the drink orange mocha frappuccino did not exist at the time of this movie was made but uh-huh. starbucks did make this drink afterwards because of the success of this movie oh, i love it um 
So we we get we get a scene of the male models uh, driving around New York City in like a like a topless Bronco um, with the song Jitterbug playing in the background, uh, which is just hilarious. They're dancing like as they're driving through the city, drinking their orange mocha frappuccinos, um, and they pull into a gas station. Uh, Derek gets out and starts to clean the windows, but then he decides he wants to have a squeegee fight with the guys. And they start, you know, slinging this nat- I, I don't know if you've ever been to a gas station, but the squeegee water is really nasty. Oh, it's like, awful. And it always stinks. Like, it smells oh, terrible. Yeah. Like, I don't like using it, but, it, like, you know, every once in a while you have to. But, it, like, you're like, oh, God, my car. And, then, like, always drips everywhere. And it's brown sludge. But, anyways, they're having a squeegee fight. Um, and um, as the boys carry on, uh, Derek looks over and notices a homeless man throwing away a Time magazine. And uh, goes to check it out. Um, the uh, cover of the magazine says, Derek Zoolander, a model idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he reads it like that. It actually says, a model idiot. But uh, he says, Derek Zoolander, a model idiot. <laughs> it's fucking great delivery. Um, in the background, we noticed that they've moved from the squeegee fight into a full-out gasoline fight. <laughs> I will great. admit that that shit made me laugh. Oh, out def- loud. definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I in my notes I wrote down he turns around to see a gas bukkake. <laughs> oh God, um, his, his and, only joke can describe it. Yep. And then uh, all of a sudden the music starts slowing down and Brent is as is putting a cigarette in his mouth and as he goes to light it the entire gas station just blows up killing all of, <laughs> killing all of them except for Derek because he's far enough away oh. but he does get blown pretty hard uh, from it. It's a violent explosion. Yes, it was. Um, and then probably the line that has aged the least well in this entire movie. I'm going to play in this clip of the you googly because I don't want to read it. Oof. Rufus, Brent, and Mikus were like brothers to me. And when I say brother, I don't mean like an actual brother. But I mean it like the way black people use it is more meaningful I think if there's anything that this horrible tragedy can teach us it's that a male model's life is a precious precious commodity just because we have chiseled abs and stunning features it doesn't mean that we too can't not die in a freak gasoline fight accident so today ladies and gentlemen I would like to take this opportunity to announce my retirement <laughs> Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. I would like to take this opportunity. People! I'd like to announce my retirement from the male modeling profession. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to life than being really, really good looking. And I plan on finding out what that is. Thank you. Mr. Mugatu? Mr. Mugatu? If I could just have a moment of your time, please, sir. Just one minute of your time, please, sir. Derek? Derek, hey. What do you want? Actually, I'm trying to talk to Mugatu, but he's tougher to get to than the president. Oh, thought you were going to tell me what a bad Yagoogalizer I am. A what? A Yagoogalizer? One who speaks at funerals? Or did you think I'd be too stupid to know what a Yagoogly was? 
How could you have written those terrible things about me? Look, Derek, my editor put that headline on it, okay? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it came off kind of harsh. Yeah, well, fortunately for you, not too many people I know read your little Time magazine or whatever it's called. Look, maybe you could do me a favor. All I'm trying to do is get some background information on Mugatu. Mugatu? If you knew anything, you'd know Mugatu's the one designer who's never hired me. Come on, there's got to be some... Sorry, lady. Not interested. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got an after-funeral party to attend. All right, so we can excuse the line in question about, you know, brother like black people. As long as there's no blackface in this movie, I think we'll be okay. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how do double negatives work? Like, does, does twice cancel the first one out? Like, if you do it once, it's bad, but if you do it twice, it cancels it out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. Okay, right. cool. Unless it's blackface, though. Just. Oh, but what clear. if, like, what if, like, he's. Like completely blackface, but then like later he goes to lighter blackface while someone else does like Indian face. Oh, that's even worse. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, this, th- that didn't age well. Two um, words: tone deaf. <laughs> yeah. So they're at a funeral for th- for the the roommates, and he announces or tries to announce his retirement from male modeling as Hansel interrupts the the um, funeral. Um, I, I I love the line the. Oh, it's Hansel. He's so hot. Because <laughs> you hear that Mugata says that shit all the fucking time. Um, that actually became a meme, too. A uh, pretty popular one. With anything so hot, it's always like the picture of Mugatu. Oh, that's so hot right now. <laughs> um, uh, he starts to walk away from the funeral. Matilda's trying to get information about Mugatu. For some reason, she's looking into him. Um, story with the prime minister, maybe. I don't know. Um, this, But the, 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 the name of the... Uh, graveyard was called the St. Adonis Cemetery. Um, this place doesn't actually exist. Uh, there's no such St. Adonis. The word Adonis actually means young man in ancient Greek in ancient Greek mythology it's known as a young man known for great beauty. Yep. <clears throat> so that's where that came from. Um, I, can you tell that I, I wish I would have picked a different movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going through this because we, we always say that we need to have some stinkers once in a while. So we're going to go through this. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I, cool. I, there, I, there are times in this movie that I do laugh. And I will say it does have a plot as stupid as that plot is. It does have a plot, at least. Joe, I've laughed at a funeral before. Yeah? <laughs> have you ever been to an after-funeral party? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have. No, I, I, I agree, man. Sometimes it is good to have a movie like this that is not firing on all cylinders for everybody because it's it's fun to blow them apart sometimes and that's coming from me i'm pretty positive you know yeah yeah movie reviewer i, I generally like things and I, I'm, it's pretty forgiving i but, like well i don't like but I, I i feel it's important though that i these movies that i always tell people, oh you should watch this movie you should watch this movie maybe i should re-watch them first before i tell them you should watch this movie <laughs> Are you are you rolling around town throwing out Zoolander as like a, oh yeah. man you gotta and I, and I feel bad because it is a, a part of its time but I remember when this movie came out I did a lot of like um, I don't mean actual brothers I don't know why I said that was a very use use a lot line when in, in that my young age different time um, you know different time but in the context of where I grew up like everyone thought it was funny because like everyone was not like actual brothers so like they didn't care that I said it because it was just part of our terminology back then however didn't make it right i do want to go back and retroactively take that back if i can how but i'm not gonna you know 
You live and learn, man. Wisdom comes with age and experience. But that was a heavily used quote for a couple years back when I was in college. Um, So anyways, back at Balls Models. (laughs) Back to Balls Models. Back at Balls Models. uh, Derek is telling Maury that he wants to go home and he wants to teach kids to read. He wants to start an institute, the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Don't Read Good. Um, Maury tries to talk him out of it and then just randomly tushy squeezes a woman and yells the words, tushy squeeze, and grabs the lady's ass. Um, does this movie have anything to do with wine scenes? Ooh. <laughs> we talked a little bit before the show. Yeah, about, it does. This it is does. A, a Weinstein joint, so... That so, scene, yikes. A bit of trivia. The girl who uh, got her tushy squeeze was not actually the one who said, ooh, Maury. That was actually Christine Taylor who said it as a, in a voiceover for some reason. Uh-huh. But I'm wondering if it wasn't actually Jerry Stiller who grabbed the lady's ass. <laughs> like That was an aggressive this, grab, dude. Is this right? evidence that was used by uh, later against a certain party? I don't know, man, but like a whole thumb went missing in that in that squeeze. Yeah. Like, that it was, was pretty bad. That was I'm a like, violent... I was like, this does not need to happen. Like, I mean, it, it's an accurate portrayal of what was probably going on there, but we didn't need to see it. No. Maybe, maybe, as long as there's no blackface, though, as long as there's no blackface, we'll be okay. Right. Just cross your fingers for no blackface. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, ho- also, hopefully, there's no, like, weird, like, you know, use of the M word for, for little people later. Oh, know, jeez. I hope that doesn't happen. Also. Let's not even go down that road. All jokes aside, is this the second Ben Stiller movie that we've done on this show that has blackface in it? Yep. There's <laughs> yeah, a trend. Man. Okay. Definitely a trend. Taking notes. Yep. Uh, but at least the other one calls them on it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What do you mean, you people? Um. So, uh, Maury says when he met Derek, he was a junior petite who couldn't get a goddamn Sears catalog and couldn't turn left to save his ass. Derek says he can turn left and immediately turns right. <laughs> yeah, spins all the way around. Yeah. Um, Maury says some models, male models go left and some go right. He's got gifts, but hanging a Louie isn't one of them. I just love his lines. He has the best lines. Yes. Um, Maury does say, though, that he has the good news and tells Derek that Mugatu, want, Mugatu wants him to, to be the face of his new fashion line. Um, but Derek says, you know, it's too late because he's retired. Maury tries to remind him of how hot Mugatu is now um, and how Derek's the laughing stock of the fashion world. Uh, Maury asks, you know, what do we do when we fall off a horse? Um, Derek has no idea. He's just <laughs> fucking confused. <laughs> Maury's like, we get back on. Uh, to which... Derek replies, I'm sorry, Maury, I'm not a gymnast. <laughs> I mean, just, the, the forced stupidity in this movie. Um, but he's going to go back home. He's going to get in touch with his roots and find out who he really is. Um, we get a panning shot. This, is, this makes me laugh. Over some mountains in the southern New Jersey, which I don't know if there's actually mountains in southern New Jersey or not. Uh, hills? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It says, this is New Jersey's southern coal mining country. Doug, you're an expert on New Jersey. Is there mountains yeah, there? Yeah, that's not at all. There's no coal mines in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, next bit of trivia. The coal mining scenes were actually filmed at the Sterling Hill Mining Museum in Ogdensburg, New Jersey. It's a zinc mine. Um, and despite what the film suggests, there are no coal mines in New Jersey, as Doug just said. 
Right. So, I mean, I, I only half spoke out of my ass because I didn't know there was zinc mines in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought there's some landmines there in Jersey City, at least. I lived in, in New Jersey for a few years. You don't want to know what I learned about New Jersey when I moved there? You don't want to live in New Jersey? No. How dare you? I love New Jersey. What I learned was on, on the commute between uh, New Jersey and New York City, coming back into Jersey, there's a sign that says, New Jersey Embroidery Capital of the World. Huh. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> New Never Jersey, not just the Garden State. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's a uh, listen. New Jersey's a, a beautiful place. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of beauty in New Jersey. You got to go a little further south for it, but the Jersey yeah. Shore is actually a really cool place to hang out. Yeah. The if beaches are great. You know, <laughs> some of the best in the world. Um, but yeah, it's all right. Anyways. New Jersey. Since we're lying, right. let's talk about how great this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> so Derek's walking to a mine in a full snakeskin suit with a snakeskin fucking matching uh, a suitcase. Um, and then we see Derek reconnect with his father and brothers who all have the Zoolander hair. <laughs> I fucking love the wig. All of them are wearing this fucking yes. wig. Yes. Uh, Derek says he wants to work in the mines, <laughs> but his dad, played by John Voight, uh, who looks like a fat Christopher Walken says there's no place for him here. Yeah. I, I um, thought to myself, what is John Voight doing in this movie? <laughs> no, he'll do anything for a buck. <laughs> yep. Um, but Derek wants his father to at least pretend he's happy to see him. Um, but his father says, no, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a coal miner, not a professional television and movie actor. <laughs> Derek leave. Um, but Derek pleads for a chance and he doesn't want to let him down. Um, and now because of Jerry Stiller's amazing acting skills, I left this phone call between him and Mugatu in here because uh, it's just so good. Hold very still. Very still. I'm working right now. This... Ouch! Oh, I'm sorry. Did my pen get in the way of your ass? Do me a favor and lose five pounds immediately or get out of my building like now! Get out! I'm so tired! No, Todd, not now! <coughs> Maury! Tell me something good. You may have to start looking for someone else. There is no one else. The show is in ten days, Ballstein. Jocko, I hear you, but the kid's mixed up. He went home. He's talking about going off to ponder and tutoring underprivileged retards or some shit. I don't care what it takes. Get him back. We're running out of time, capiche? Yeah, capiche. Now if I can only capiche, my prostate's flaring up like a freaking tiki torch. Give me a little pee pee. Come on, a couple of drops. <sighs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Again, Jerry Stiller with the fucking heavy lifting, man. Like, yep, <laughs> definitely. Um, kind of wish he didn't drop the R bomb there, but <laughs> wow. You know. Yeah, you, we can't have it all, can we? But that that was another moment that gave me a chuckle for sure. Yeah. Again, it's all about his. Okay, now if I it's all about how piss. he leaves the scene, man. Just yeah. Ah. Oh. Uh, so now we get uh we get treated to a montage in the coal mine. The miners are all working. Uh, Derek comes in with his coverall kind of stripped back down to his waist, wearing a tank top, and they're all staring at him. Um. He starts to pickaxe and comically throws his axe back as he goes to swing it. <laughs> uh, we see um, 
this guy lifting a heavy ass rock into a minecart and almost passing out. Uh, then Derek kind of like does a struggle with a small uh, rock, does a little fake like a <sighs> pants at the end of it. <laughs> um, Larry, uh, his father, is is getting a running start to pickaxe a wall, and Derek completely covered head to toe in soot. I'm gonna say that wasn't trying to be blackface, but it was still not cool. Jumps out of the shadows to surprise him. It's a pit um, stop on the uh, on the way to blackface. Yeah. It, it's like a it's a gateway to blackface. Yeah. Um, he tells Derek to leave, and Derek please. Oh, I'm sorry, I said the wrong place. Larry asks what the hell's wrong with him. Um, then we get to go to a bar called the Mineshaft. Um, and this scene actually made me pretty funny. Uh, Derek, uh, is in the bathroom. He's taking the soot off like he would take makeup off with, with cotton balls. <laughs> like he doesn't just wash his face or, you know, take a shower or use a towel. He's like got little, there's a whole trash can full of cotton balls. Um, Larry, Luke, and Scrappy are watching football and drinking beer. Uh, Derek comes out to uh, ask, you know, who's winning, um, even though he could just clearly look at the screen and see that. Um, and he starts doing this, like, weak little fake cough. <coughs> <coughs> he thinks he has the black lung. <laughs> and even though everyone else is drinking beer, he sips on some fruity cocktail. Uh, his dad uh, says, you've been down there one day. Talk to me in 30 years. Um, <laughs> just then, a commercial comes on TV for Avita and uh Derek is basically a mermaid swimming around in water. Merman. Um, well, no, no, he hasn't said that yet. That's the end of this. He does, he does say he's a merman, but he's swimming around, and he actually kind of looks at him like self, like he's like getting shy, like all like, 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 oh, are you guys gonna like my like commercial? And like everyone's watching, and everyone's dead fucking silent. And then at the end, he's like, moisture is the essence of wetness. And wetness, and wetness is the essence of beauty. And then he does this weird little, like, flourish swim away thing. And everybody just starts fucking laughing in the bar. Like, oh, it's so fucking bad. Oh, it's very cringy. Yeah. Um, and then we get this scene of uh, his dad telling him something um, pretty fucking uh, savage. Oh. Oh, you have to come back to this damn town. Wanted to make a new life for myself. I'm sorry I was born with this perfect bone structure. That my hair looks better done up with gel and mousse than hidden under a stupid hat with a light on it. All I ever wanted to do was make you proud of me, Pop. With what? Your male modeling? Prancing around in your underwear with your wiener hanging out for everyone to see? You're dead to me, boy. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. I just thank the Lord she didn't live <coughs> to see her son as a mermaid. Merman. It's me, Maury. 
I hope you finish touching your roots because Mugatu's making you an offer you won't believe. You gotta get your tukas back here. So, Joe, Joe, I hate this movie so much, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's such, there's so much acting there, you know. I know. <laughs> so much acting, acting. Your dead mother, your dead mother. <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> oh, I just can't. All right, I'm sorry. More than your dead mother is prancing around in your underwear with your weenie hanging out. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we get this this thing where his his dad's not proud of him, and he's kind of says, "I don't ever want to fucking know you again. Get the fuck out of here. Go back to New York." Um, Derek, you know, still confused, goes outside, tries to figure out who he is, stares up at the sky. Uh, at which point, his phone rings, which the old Nokia Samba ringtone. <laughs> oh wow, that is what it was, wasn't it? It's the Samba. Yep. God. And he has the smallest fucking phone I've ever seen in my life. This thing's yes. like the size of like an SD card now. Um, and it's Maury, which he, like, confuses for God right away. And uh, Maury tells him to stop touching himself and get back to fucking uh, New York so we can do this campaign. And I want you guys to stop touching yourself right now because we're going to take a break before we get back to New York to do this campaign. Do you know anyone with a birthday? Get them some custom art at artofericpabone.com. Want to impress your significant other on your anniversary? Skip the wilted flowers in the dirty CVS teddy bear. Commission a custom family portrait at artofericbabone.com. Maybe you're just like me and you like unique pieces of art, celebrating your favorite films, comics, and pop culture. Head to artofericbabone.com and shop till you drop. And don't forget, MOTCU listeners get special discounted pricing on all custom art. Don't pay some cookie-cutter bullshit from Hobby Lobby. I'm pretty sure child labor was involved in that painting of a cow you just had to have. Be a hero and support local art at artofericpabone.com 